Hi, I'm Brooke Kikos. I'm the host for Goddess Rising. I'm a relationship coach, an RTT therapist, a hypnotherapist, and an NLP practitioner. This podcast is meant for those who believe in unlocking the power from within and using our voice to create real change for yourself, for other women, to help empower, to learn, to expand consciousness, and really uplift each other. If you have been burdened by a past of trauma, abuse, and toxic relationships, this is a safe space to learn and grow and embody your truth. I am here to help you shift from shame, people-pleasing, codependency, low self-esteem, the horrible belief of feeling like I am not enough, and shift into expansion of your real potential. Because it's time to say no to toxic behaviors and say yes to unapologetic self-love. And this is where we find the healthiest relationship with ourselves and with our others. So I have Ashton Dixon here today. She's the owner of Onward Progression Leadership Life Coach. She stands for people using their voices, um, having emotional connection, and really getting tapped into their intuition in life. So I know that you're very passionate about what you do, Ashton, and why you came into this space. So I'm excited for you to share with listeners today about kind of your journey of, you know, what made you feel like, okay, it's time to be of service to others and, and why you do what you do. Mm, yeah, thanks so much, Brooke. Thank you for that. Um, so my journey, you know, really starts from like age six, honestly. I um, as a performer growing up my whole life. Uh, I have a, actually have a degree in music for vocal performance. So my my whole story begins with performing and traveling all over the place and um, really being me in that space. And then something shift shifted where I um, I realized that I was I like to use an example of like a puppet someone someone who pulls the strings and has me do exactly what they say or tell me to do and I I recognized one day that I'm like I who in the world am I <laughs> like I know I'm a performer but I see that that's my only identity and um, when it came down to what it, who am I in my mind not just in my body and how I look what is that about? And so that's really where my journey began. And I would say what really triggered it was whenever I decided to make a really big move away from my family, love my family so much, but I wanted to pursue music and acting and performing on such a different level and entered into this space of, um, you know, directors telling me I need to lose weight or I need to look younger or I need to be this and I need to be that and fell into this space of like living in this apartment in a whole new state really far away from my family basically no money in my account being told what I needed to look like being told how I needed to live my life being told how I needed to show up for other people and I just kind of hit rock bottom emotionally I can remember even standing in my apartment, like in it feeling super hazy, like I don't even want to go outside because I don't want to keep being for other people when I don't even know who I am. So that's really where my journey begins. And um, yeah, wow. that's really where it begins. Yeah, that's pretty powerful, though, like recognizing that it just came to a point where you kind of hit this wall where you're just like, what am I even doing? Am I even really being my authentic self anymore? Because 
you didn't feel like you could be right. Everybody was kind of telling you what to do, how you had to be, who you like, how you had to even live your life. And, and that is a huge struggle. And I think I resonate with your stories so much because it was just like that for me in my own story, but different. I was raised in a religion that told me how I had to act, who I needed to be, what I needed to wear, what I could not wear, what I had to do or could not do that was going to be a punishment if I wasn't. So very similar, just completely different circumstances. And then recognizing, oh my gosh, what did, what was I doing? (laughs) Well, I was living for somebody else, right? Kind of just the way for you, right? You were living for someone else to be accepted. Like if yeah. You, and, yeah. you know, I think that's such a common topic for so many people that you don't even realize is a topic until it's been brought to you. And then you're like, oh, wait, yeah. Who am I? What is it that I'm doing? So, yeah. Yeah. Really right. Because it was for you. I'm sure it was. OK, well, this is the only way I'm going to be accepted into being a singer. Right. Being able to perform. If I don't do this, then I guess I don't have this anymore. So when you hit that wall and you're like, you're feeling that haze and that brain fog and you're like, okay, what's not working here anymore? You know, what happened next in your journey? What, 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 where did you decide that, okay, something has to shift and change here? You know, it's really ironic because um, I was so well practiced in somebody telling me what to do that I did nothing. And one day I got a message from a friend of mine who I went to um, a conservatory with where I got my degree. And um, she said, hey, I'm in this life coaching program. And I was just wondering if it'd be something you'd be interested in for like being a client. And in that moment, I can still see myself and where I was standing and, and like the feelings that came over my body. I thought, I even said to her, I was like, I literally have no idea what you're saying to me. But hey, I have nothing to do tomorrow. So <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> um, which is is so like funny because it's like I really did nothing because that's what I was so well trained in in doing is waiting for something to come to me or somebody to come to me to tell me what to do. Um, but thankfully that opened up and I connected with her and experienced coaching. And I mean, from that point on, I was hooked. That was it. There was just so much curiosity that came over me and questions and experiences in my body and, and like tingly feelings and all just so much really like started flooding over me. And that's how, that's what really brought me into coaching. So I got to experience from that level on a personal connection and go through these different steps and these different levels And I recognized throughout that, that like, I, all my life have been able to, in a way, support people emotionally through music. And I can also support them emotionally through coaching. And that that's my gift. That's the thing that I can do. That's where I take ownership is that I can see and feel and connect with people on such a deep level. Um, And I got really curious about it. I flew to New York to her program. I sat in, I witnessed, I experienced so much. It was such a like life-changing experience to see it in action with other people outside of my four walls of my tiny apartment. (laughs) And um, from there, I decided, I think I want to be a coach. I think this is really something that I want to explore. And I love that. That's so, that's such a beautiful story because it really opened up your eyes. And I think that's the biggest piece of 
you know, kind of recognizing, okay, you were doing things and being, you were waiting for people to tell you what to do, right? Basically waiting for someone else to save you or show you the direction of your life or say, this is what you should be doing to, to get what you want. And instead it's like shifting out of that and saying, okay, well, no, I'm actually going to step into my own power and I'm going to see how I can go on this self-development journey and empower myself and be who I want to be, which I think is huge. So my question to you is what are you feeling like now? Yeah. Like, what are you passionate about sharing with the world now? Obviously you have this gift, right? Which is an amazing gift. And you're able to connect with people this way. And I think music is a beautiful way to connect with people. I love that, you know, you use your voice to do that in, in that way. So what do you feel like you're so passionate about sharing? That's such a beautiful question. And at the same time, challenging to answer in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so much. Yeah. So I'll just tap into myself on what's really present for me in the moment is I'm really, really passionate about creating a space with a client, with a group, with whatever it looks like, creating a space of safety, a space of really expressing authentic self, whatever that might look like. Um, and knowing that like there is so much possibility outside of the four walls of our mind, right? There's so much out there that we get to explore and we get to be with. And I'm really passionate about taking that piece and get, getting in there in the nitty gritty of the inside is what I like to say, a little DIY on the soul, <laughs> so to speak. And then applying that to how you choose to be outside in the real world. Um, and I think that's where it comes in with, with calling myself a leadership life coach. It's like, I'm really passionate about connecting leadership and heart-based and putting it in the same space. And that really stems down to how I said earlier, like feeling like a puppet where people lift my arm or move my leg or tell me how to be or what to do. And I notice in my experience so far around leadership is that oftentimes people can fall into like, it needs to be a rule, a rule book. Like they need to be a certain way or they need to do a certain thing in order to be considered a leader or to be considered powerful or bold or whatever word it might be that they attach to. And I love taking that little piece and connecting it with your heart and leading from that place. So mm -hmm. really connecting to the being of who the person is. I'm so passionate about connecting to the being of who someone is because I have it that we can do and we can do and we can do over and over again. We're trained in the society to keep doing what if we really came back to heart into the being and the soul of who the person is, then what would be available and then what would grow from that place? Really passionate about that. Yeah. And that's actually a really beautiful way of putting that together because, you know, obviously it sounds like you probably work more with other coaches. Am I right? Like kind yeah. of other leadership people that are in leadership and kind of helping them shift into that more heart-centered space. And so they're really clear on kind of what they want or need. And I think, um, but overall, I think that is something that can be used for anybody is being able to recognize that really, even if you're not a coach or you're not a leader in this type of uh, space, we're all leaders in some way if we choose to be, because what we can bring as a gift to the world is how we show up in our everyday. How do you treat your family? 
How do you treat the people that you love that are closest to you? How do you treat your children? How do you treat other people? What do you think of other people? How do you judge other people, right? Do you make sure that you're coming always from this heart-centered space where you see a reflection of yourself and pretty much every person that you meet and it really is defining moments of how you lead with your heart mm. and out of love for each, every individual, even if that person ignites anger in you, you know, how are you going to respond to that person? How are you going to treat another person? Because it's the basic rule, right? How we treat other people is how we're going to be treated as well. And I think that's the biggest part of living a heart-centered life. And I don't think mm. it's just if you say, oh, I'm a coach, I'm a leader, I'm an uh, influencer or whatever. It's like, okay, what are you actually doing to help other people or just by showing the example of the way that you live? And I think that's what it really comes down to. So I love that you shared that because it is so important. Each and every one of us have the opportunity to create a better space in the world by how we act. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think you hit the nail on the head right there is like, oftentimes, when people hear the word leader, I notice that their mind automatically goes to like the corporate world or power. And, and I have it that you are the leader of your life. So mm. technically, everyone is a leader somewhere. It could be it could be the corporate world. I have clients in the corporate world. But I also have people who are moms and I also have people who are just trying to get through life and figure out where it is that they want to go because they are the leader of their life. You know, I think there's so many different elements. And for me, the definition of leader, right, because we all have different, different, different definitions for different words. For me, leader, I'm a very visual person, it's the artistic in me, is like, if there's a piece of trash on the ground, Someone who's not coming from leader is probably going to walk around it and then just go on. But a leader would pick it up with the intention of being an action to create a better space for the people around it, for a better world. That is leader to me, someone who really wants to grasp onto something and grow something with mm -hmm. it. Yeah, most definitely. So, I mean, we talked a little bit about your, you know, habits of kind of doing the people pleasing and having people tell you what to do, you know, did that show up in any other areas of your life besides, you know, kind of trying to go down the career path of being a singer? I mean, did it show up in your relationships? Did it show up in, you know, your family life? How did that come into your life? It showed up everywhere. <laughs> it showed up everywhere. Um... Yeah, definitely showed up in family when trying to, for those who can't see like air quotes, keep the peace with certain family members. It showed up definitely in a relationship. You know, when I was a teenager, I got into a really, um, what I would label as mentally abusive relationship. And I can even remember my parents saying that they could tell when the shift happened, like something of a switch really flipped inside of me. and. Um, I was constantly like, like it definitely showed up there and I was constantly trying so hard to prove myself to other people and to make them feel happy because I had this thing in my mind that if they were comfortable, then I was okay. And then I was safe. That mm -hmm. if they were happy, then I was being a good girl or whatever it might have been. And even as a young child, you know, there are definitely different 
you know, situations that that come up where in order to be considered the good kid or the good girl or whatever it might be that I needed to look and be a certain way. And I don't mean just physical. I needed to hold myself a certain way. So yeah, it definitely showed up, you know, in relationships and my family and work. If I had work as, you know, as a teenager, as a young adult, um, wanting to be the star person in the space. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I always, you know, I always like to get down obviously to the, to the root of why we do people pleasing habits. And for the majority of people that do that, it's really because people pleasing started when we were a child. People pleasing started as we were parent pleasers because we thought, or caregiver pleasers, because we thought that we had to act a certain way, be a certain way, or be somebody that our parents wanted us to be, to be accepted and loved. So, you know, I don't know if you mind sharing where you feel like that came from, kind of the root cause of why you people please, because we're not born natural people pleasers, right? We it, it comes from somewhere. There's always a root cause of something. Yeah, I'm happy to share. And, you know, I'm totally going to own that this is such a sensitive place for me. And I've done a lot of work around it and I'm still doing work around it. Um, but I call this my event, what happened to me whenever I was five years old. Um, and this, it's so interesting because it's such a setup for who I am now in the world. I've done so much work around it, but my event or the thing that really struck the chord in that moment is I was five and I had a teacher who um, decided that it was okay to put duct tape over my mouth Mm -hmm. in front of the entire class at school on a school day because I said something that apparently she didn't care for. Or I remember her saying, um, nobody's talking right now. And another student said something, and then I replied, and I'm the one who got tape on my mouth. So I instantly felt singled out. I felt so confused in that moment, or like, I wasn't good enough, but that girl was good enough. And I still get like tingly talking about it and a little um, heavy in my throat. Like, Mm -hmm. and I remember her saying to me, we're going to lunch. And in order for you to get your lunch card, you're going to walk down that hall with the tape on your mouth and you're going to go in front of everyone. And I can remember looking down at the tiles on the floor and walking to lunch, just like, you know, you see on the movies where there's like, it's like the olden days and they're on the, what is it? The guillotine or whatever. And they're throwing the tomatoes at the girl or at the person. I felt like that at five years old. I felt like I was on display and being made fun of and pushed down. And I remember thinking like, make yourself quiet so you won't be seen. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was such a defining moment for me. And I, like I said, I've done so much work around it that now I can almost be like, what she did was so wrong. It was so wrong. You should never treat a child like that. You should never that should never have happened. And also I've had to connect to what forgiveness is for me and say, actually, you know what? You shouldn't have done it, but it also creates who I am today. And I'm a pretty awesome person doing pretty amazing things. So how funny is it that I was silenced and yet I'm a musician and I'm a coach who really stands for people to use their voices. That's why I'm so passionate about 
the phrase using your voice. Um, but that's really where the root of it all begins for me. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable to share that because, you know, sometimes it's hard to like share those parts of us because it is, mm. like, you know, sometimes it's a little bit tender sometimes when we talk about it or bring it up, but um, I can't imagine the shame as a little five-year-old girl that, that you felt right in the confusion, because that was a major traumatic life event for you that it's no wonder why you felt the urge to want to people please so that you wouldn't have to feel that discomfort again right yeah. and it's, that's really what it boils down to right our brain takes those events of our life on and uh it protects us in a way to say okay well we don't ever want to feel that discomfort again so let's do whatever we got to do so that we can navigate this in a way so we don't have to feel that way again mm. right and that's when we become the people pleasers or when we're afraid to speak up or we're afraid to ask for what we want and need, or we get into abusive relationships because we don't know any different and we can't stand up for ourselves because we don't know how we didn't, we were silenced, right? And for you, it was literally, you were silenced with duct tape over your mouth and had to walk, you know, basically the walk of just shame to the, to the lunchroom by a teacher that, you know, was kind of using her authoritarian space to just really harm you in in a mental and abusive way so thank you for sharing that I think that's there's a lot of power in that recognizing that when we are we see those habits creep up in us where we become codependents or we become the the people pleasing ways that there's always a reason why it came about in our life and there's always an event maybe multiple events or traumas that happened that are making us really adapt or cope in, in these ways. So mm. thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Um, so I'd love for you just to, you know, talk about a little bit more, what's your vision and your goals for, for sharing what you share with women today? Mm -hmm. um, you know, what are you trying to give women? Yeah, this is really great. Um, because <laughs> I always say this, this is my big why, because I'm really passionate about it. And maybe it's coming from the little girl in me and the adult me, but like, I haven't been blessed with children yet there's still possibility, right? But I do have 12 nieces and nephews. And I love those little boogers so much. They are so much of my why of why I do what I do, because my mission for kids just in general is to really give them a space to have a voice to express themselves to the level that they want to express themselves like, because, you know, as we say, they are our future. And so I'm really passionate about doing this work as a way to normalize being able to talk about who you are and what you feel and what you're up to. It's um, really, really, um, that's a really tender place for me. So definitely that. And um, my mission is really about standing for people to express themselves authentically, to not make themselves something that they're not, or to like morph themselves into something smaller to really knock the people pleasing and the perfectionism and all the things that society has told us for so many years to be and to do, to just like give that the boot, sit it down, put it over there and come into a space where you get to create how you choose to live your life and who you are. I'm really passionate about that and like really standing for people to connect, like I said, in that heart base, that mind base and letting them be friends. They don't have to fight one another. They can actually come mm -hmm. together and be friends and, and just create the life that you want to live from a different place. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that vision. I think that's huge. Um, I always ask this question and I always do it on the fly um, because I think it's, you know, obviously I love your authenticity. I mean, I love what you stand for because you know that um, that's obviously the reason why I do this podcast is to help people use their voice because that's so, that was something that I never got to do in the past. I wasn't allowed to use my voice and really express what I needed to express. So this is about me being able to do that. And that's really my purpose and mission. Um, but I always ask this question on the fly because I love what comes up. Everybody comes up with something different, but it's basically what would be the advice that you would give to someone that you experienced in your own journey, or maybe it was advice that you were given, or maybe it was a mentor that said something to you that just like blew your mind, um, that helped you in your own journey. What would you say to someone right now? The words of wisdom. Yeah. Something that I said, actually, and I hadn't even realized I said it, it just came out of me naturally and is that the other chatter doesn't matter. That's what I would offer someone. The other chatter doesn't matter mm -hmm. because ultimately at the end of the day, you are still the voice in your mind. You are still the voice in your heart and that's what you have to live with and be with. So put it down, mm -hmm. put oh, the other voices like down. That. That's great. The other chatter doesn't matter. Yeah, so make sure you're understanding what's going on in your own mind. <laughs> with the chatter yeah. right because that's going non-stop right that chattering is going all the it time it doesn't quit over here <laughs> <laughs> no it does not yeah so being aware of that well thank you so much Ashton um you're just a beautiful soul so thank you so much for coming on the show today and expressing everything and obviously everything will be in the show notes if anybody wants to connect with you and get to know you more deeply I think that you have a beautiful mission and purpose and I appreciate you being on here today so thank you Thank you, Brooke. And thanks for creating a, a platform that allows me to share my voice and so many other women to share their voices. Um, it's amazing work that you do. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Goddess Rising. It would mean the world to me if you could like, subscribe, and share so that I can receive more listeners because this is how we each use our own voices to step into our own power, create change and healing for others. Until next time, remember, you are the Goddess Rising.